the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Hope Lives 365, Chris Holland speaks about being ready for the appointed time of Christ's return. Throughout the scriptures, God has appointed times. And what we will look at today, there is an appointed time in which Jesus is coming, and he's coming soon, and his call today is for each of us to be in tune and aware of that coming, that we might not be caught unprepared. The writer of Hebrews wrote this about the return of Christ, For yet in a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. Today on Hope Lives 365, our teacher Chris Holland shares how Jesus came to us the first time born of the Virgin Mary in God's perfect timing, in the fullness of time on God's prophetic calendar. And Christ's second coming will also be at God's appointed time. No man knows the exact hour or the date, but the Bible and Jesus' own words offer us clues about what we can watch for and what we should be ready for when he makes his arrival. More on that next on Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. Our teacher today is Chris Holland. Chris is an author, former pastor, and television speaker, and now the associate director of Hope Lives 365, working alongside with our ministry president, Pastor Mark Findlay. Today, Chris is beginning a two-part message that explores the spiritual lessons that can be drawn from the current health threat that's captured the media's attention. It's natural in these troubled times to long for when Christ will return and for a place where there is no pain and no sorrow. But the truth is, if we're not ready, when that appointed time arrives, we might miss it. Today on Hope Lives 365, Chris Holland answers the question, what could this coronavirus pandemic teach us about our own spiritual journey? All of you are well aware the course of the last several weeks we have experienced unprecedented events throughout the world which have caused thousands of deaths related to the COVID-19 virus. It has left many people asking the question, what in the world is going on? And governments around the world have been left moving frantically trying to mediate the effects of this virus and Through a variety of plans, the principles have come out that are quite simple. Wash your hands often, keep distance, stay home if you're sick, and clean and disinfect. Overwhelmingly, most people have followed this counsel by understanding the danger and heeded the warning and prepared for the time. However, there have been some who have decided a very different path. They've decided not to heed the warning. Some who have said, well, we'll just go to the beaches and droves. Others who have ignored it and some just to be seemingly carelessly oblivious to the realities that we are now dealing. And I must wonder today, 
I must wonder aloud, could it be that this coronavirus pandemic may teach us something? May teach us something of a critical message about our own spiritual journey and the times in which we live. Today we will see that the scriptures clearly teach God has an appointed time. An appointed time for the return of His Son, Jesus. When Jesus will break forth through the clouds in glory, and at that time, the appointed time, He will bring an end to all sin, suffering, and pain, and disease. When He comes at the appointed time to take us to our appointed home. But the question remains, will we accept what Jesus has done, all that He is doing, And all that he will do, or will we reject the warnings? Will we ignore the warnings? Or will we just seemingly be carelessly oblivious to the warnings that he has given? Will we go on just living life as usual? Over 35 times in the New King James Version of the Bible, the phrase, the appointed time, appears. It is a key phrase. In the Old Testament, it is based on the Hebrew word moed. In the New Testament, it's based on the Greek word kairos. Literally, it could be translated a set time, a determined time, a fixed time, an appointed sign, or a decisive moment. But most importantly, the key meaning behind this phrase, the appointed time, is this. An appointed time in the purpose of God. A time that God uses to accomplish His purpose. And throughout the Bible, we read about God's appointed times, His decisive moments where He was determined to bring about His purpose. You can read about them on your own, but when you read the Bible stories, the Bible refers to the appointed times when the angels would return and Sarah would be with child. It refers to the appointed time in which the children of Israel would leave Egypt. There was an appointed time for the baptism of Jesus Christ. An appointed time for the death of Jesus Christ. And what we will look at today, there is an appointed time in which Jesus is coming. And he's coming soon. And his call today is for each of us to be in tune and aware of that coming that we might not be caught unprepared. Throughout the scriptures, God has appointed times in which he is attempting to bring about his purpose in your life. And he is calling upon you in these appointed times. He wants you to respond. He has a message of hope to give to you. And in turn, that message of hope that he gives to you that you can share with your friends and family and neighbors that at this time where the whole world is trembling in fear, you are not fearful. But you are trusting in a most holy God who is leading you. And to help illustrate that point and to help bring home the point of the appointed time, I want us to turn to a very familiar book. The book of Daniel. There in Daniel chapter 8, a familiar story to you I'm sure, Daniel the Hebrew captive in Babylon receives a message from God and beginning in verse 1, in the third year of the reign of King Belshazzar, A vision appeared to me, to me, Daniel, after the one that appeared to me the first time. 
I saw in a vision, and it so happened while I was looking, that I was at Shushan, the citadel, which is in the province of Elam, and I saw in a vision that I was by the river Ulai, that I lifted my eyes and saw, and there was standing before the river, was a ram which had two horns, and the two horns were high, but one was higher than another. And the higher one came up last. I saw the ram pushing westward and northward and southward so that no animal could withstand him, nor was there any that could deliver from his hand. But he did according to his will and became great. And as I was considering, suddenly a male goat came from the west across the surface of the whole earth without touching the ground. And the goat had a notable horn between his eyes. Then he came to the ram that had two horns, which I had seen standing by the river, and ran at him with furious power. And I saw him come close to the ram, and he was moved with rage against him, attacked the ram, and broke his two horns. There was no power in the ram to withstand him, but he cast him to the ground and trampled on him, and there was no one that could deliver the ram from his hand. Therefore the male goat grew very great. But when he became strong, the large horn was broken, and in place of it four notable ones came up toward the four winds of heaven, and out of one of them came a little horn, which grew exceedingly great toward the south and toward the east and toward the glorious land. And it grew up to the host of heaven. It cast down some of the host and some of the stars to the ground and trampled them. He even exalted himself as high as the prince of the host. And by him, the daily sacrifices were taken away. And the place of his sanctuary was cast down because of transgression An army was given over to the horn to oppose the daily sacrifices, and he cast truth to the ground. He did all of this and prospered. And so while Daniel was seeing these things, I want you to understand the context. Daniel would not have been taken by surprise by all of this. Daniel had been given the dream of Daniel 2, first given to Nebuchadnezzar, but then given to Daniel. Daniel had been given the vision of Daniel chapter 7. And in each of those, Daniel had been given an overview, an oversight of the nations of the earth. In Daniel chapter 2 is established a pattern of Bible prophecy that is a pattern that goes throughout the entirety of the scriptures, especially important to the interpretation of Daniel and Revelation. And it is simply this, nations, judgment, second coming. Nations, judgment, second coming. Chris Holland sharing the truth that there's an appointed time for the return of Christ, urging you and I to be ready for it. And while the world trembles at the threat of this coronavirus, from an eternal perspective, Christ says we don't need to be fearful. You're listening to Hope Lives 365. You know, it's true that life as we knew it (laughs) has been disrupted, and uncertainty has really caused us all a lot of worry. But Uh, Just knowing the facts about this disease and what you can do to protect yourself will help alleviate that anxiety. And that's why we're pleased to offer you today a fact-filled 16-page publication called COVID-19, Facing the Crisis with Confidence. In this magazine, you'll find about the symptoms of the disease as well as illness prevention techniques and ways that you can boost your natural immune system plus the spiritual significance of this pandemic drawn from the Bible history and prophecy. Ask for your copy of the publication COVID-19 as you give your gift of any amount to Hope Lives 365 this week. 
Call 855-888-HOPE. You can do that right now, toll-free, 855-888-4673. Or visit our website, hopelives365.com. That's hopelives365.com. And a quick reminder that you can hear this entire presentation from Chris Holland at our website. For a nominal fee, you can download the audio file and then share it. It's called The Appointed Time. Find it at hopelives365.com. Again, hopelives365.com. Coming up, Chris points out that nothing in this world can give you hope that lasts. It comes only from the one who holds us in his hands and is coming again. You know, Jesus, my dear friends, is waiting for his people to come to a realization that there is nothing that we can do that will bring us genuine hope. You see, God wants us to understand the only real hope is the future that he is developing at the appointed time of Jesus' return. Stay with us for more Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. Later, I'll share details about a valuable resource for you and your family, a large reference volume addressing a wide range of topics with the help of biblical passages. It's called What the Bible Says About, and it's written by Mark Findlay. But up next, uh, Chris Holland talks about the vision of the prophet Daniel and its meaning as found in Daniel, the eighth chapter, a prophecy that signals the appointed time for the second coming of Christ. So why does this promise from God offer us hope today as we face the threat of COVID-19? Here's Chris with the answer. Then the Bible goes on in Daniel chapter 8, beginning in verse 13. Then I heard a holy one speaking, and another holy one said to that certain one who is speaking, How long will this vision be concerning the daily sacrifices and the transgression of desolation and the giving of both the sanctuary and the host to be trampled underfoot? And he said to me, 2,300 days, then the sanctuary shall be cleansed. Now I want you to think of the simple outline here. Daniel sees two beasts a large horn, four horns, a little horn, and then the 2300-day prophecy. What's going on here? Well, in the earlier prophecies, Daniel was shown the pattern. Nations, judgment, second coming. So what should we expect in Daniel chapter 8? Well, we would expect the same thing. And in fact, we don't need to wonder because in Daniel chapter 8 verse 15... The angel continues, Then it happened when I, Daniel, had seen the vision and was seeking the meaning, that suddenly there stood before me one having the appearance of a man, and I heard a man's voice between the banks of the Uli, who called and said, Gabriel, make this man understand the vision. So he came near where I stood, and when I came, I was afraid and fell on my face. But he said to me, Understand, son of man, the vision refers to the time of the end. Now, as he was speaking with me, I was in a deep sleep with my face to the ground, but he touched me and stood me upright, and he said, Look, I am making known to you what shall happen in the latter time of indignation, for at the appointed time, the end shall be. The angel continued, The ram which you saw having two horns, they are the kings of Media and Persia, and the male goat is the kingdom of Greece, the large horn that is between his eyes, is the first king. As for the broken horn and the four that stood up in its place, four kingdoms shall arise out of that nation, but not with its power. You see, in understanding Daniel chapter 8, we have the same pattern of Daniel 2 and Daniel 7. 
nations, judgment, second coming. And so, we see the ram is Medo-Persia, the goat is Greece. We don't need to guess, we don't need to prognosticate, because the Bible is quite clear in identifying those two. The notable horn was the first king of Greece, and what notable person would we find as the first king of the kingdom of Greece? That would be none other than Alexander the Great, a young boy, by the way, a young boy who would remember the brutality of the Persians. And so when the Bible describes the action of this goat as it comes across to defeat the ram, that is in fact how Alexander the Great conquered Persia with a mighty army, an army often much smaller than the Persian armies, but with a goal. And more than a goal, Alexander the Great was God's appointed vessel of conquering the known world. With absolute precision, the prophecy predicted that Greece would not rule forever, but would be divided into four. Ptolemy, Cassander, Lysimachus, and Seleucus. Why did this happen? Because as Alexander lay on his deathbed and his generals, Cassander, Ptolemy, Lysimachus, and Seleucus came to him, they said, Alexander, who will inherit the kingdom? Who will rule over Greece? And in those famous words, Alexander simply answered, He who is strongest. Greece would be divided never to come together again. And then out of one of the four winds of heaven in the west, in the western empire of Greece, there began the coalescing against all odds of a people, of a republic. And there in the western edges of Greece, the Republic of Rome was established. And one of the most unlikely moments in history This little republic, which had been greatly influenced by the Hellenistic thinking of Greece, developed into the strongest empire ever in the history of earth. Pagan Rome rose out of the western edges of Greece and then moved and conquered and transformed society. Transformed society so much that it still has an influence today. It would take on not just a political element, but a religious element. And this religio-political power would give way to become papal Rome. And the ending of papal Rome... And then Papal Rome would be the last of the empires. And after Papal Rome comes the 2300 days, which is the judgment, and immediately following the judgment, the second coming. But I want to draw our attention to verse 19. There in verse 19, the Bible says, Look, I am making known to you what shall happen in the latter time. Now, this is absolutely critical for our understanding, and I believe very critical in our time of COVID-19. We're going to look at something that is absolutely essential, that gives us the absolute hope. The angel says, I'm going to make known to you what will happen in the latter time of indignation. For at the appointed time, the end shall be. What is the latter time of indignation? The latter time of indignation appears several times in the scriptures, but one that I want to point out that helps us understand is Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. It will help us understand this phrase, the latter time. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, thoughts of peace and not evil. Sometimes we stop there to give you a future and a hope. Now, here's where I don't want you to miss it. The word their future is the identical Hebrew word to the word used in Daniel, latter times. Identical word. 
What is the future or the latter times that Jeremiah was speaking of? What is the latter time of hope that Jeremiah spoke to? That latter time of hope is the only true hope that exists in the world. The latter time of hope that gives us hope is when Jesus will break forth through the clouds. And when he does, he will bring an end to all the pain and the suffering in this world. Don't miss this, my dear friends. God doesn't need another pandemic. The pandemic is just a sign of what is happening around us and what is to come. And that is that Jesus is coming. You know, Jesus, my dear friends, is waiting for his people to come to a realization that there is nothing that we can do. There is no government in the world and what they can do. There is nothing that society can develop that will bring us true, lasting, genuine hope. Games will come to an end, my dear friends. Drinks will come to an end. Food will come to an end. They may bring you temporary satisfaction. But Jesus wants to bring us the satisfaction that will be everlasting, that will last throughout time. You see, even the best moments that we have in our life are nothing in comparison to the latter times of hope that Jesus has for each of us. You see, God wants us to understand the only real hope is the future that he is developing at the appointed time of Jesus' return. Chris Holland explaining what it means to be ready for the appointed time of Christ's return and how it's the only way for us to look beyond today's problem with hope. This is Hope Lives 365. Chris is back in a moment, but first I mentioned earlier that we'd like to share a terrific resource as a way of saying thanks for your significant gift to the ministry of Hope Lives 365. I'm referencing Pastor Mark Finley's 530-page hardcover textbook, actually, What the Bible Says About. It's a comprehensive study guide that provides Bible readings covering most any biblical question that you might have, including chapters on what the Bible has to say about the 2300-year prophecy, signs of the end, and Christ's return. For a generous gift of $50 or more, request your copy of this large volume, What the Bible Says About. And you can get in touch today online at hopelives365.com. Or you can make a donation by calling our toll-free number and requesting the book. That number is 855-888-HOPE. That's toll-free, 855-888-HOPE. We do welcome your cards and letters and are encouraged by reading them. So take a moment today to share your testimony. Tell us how this particular message today has helped you already. Send your letter to Hope Lives 365, Post Office Box 118, Haymarket, Virginia, 20168. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Now, this reminder, you can listen to this entire message from Chris Holland by visiting our website, hopelives365.com. Look for the title, The Appointed Time. Friends, God has an appointed time where He will bring everything to an end. And in bringing everything to an end, Then he can begin with a new beginning. In a few moments, Chris will wrap up today's program on Hope Lives 365. And we're back with Hope Lives 365 and a final word from Chris Holland about God's plan to offer real hope to a broken world. You see, Isaiah chapter 46 also helps us understand this latter time of indignation. 
Verses 9 and 10, remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient things that are not yet done. The word here, end, in Isaiah chapter 46, verses 9 and 10, is the exact word that Daniel used for the latter times. You see, it's not just any latter time, by the way. It says the latter time of indignation. Indignation can be simply summarized as God's outrage against sin. God is outraged by what sin has done to this earth. God is outraged by COVID-19. In the midst of God's outrage, in the midst of his indignation, is his justice and mercy. And just so this doesn't come out as bad news, this is good news, friends. You see, in the latter day of indignation, where God works out his feelings against sin, Here is one of the great ironies of the Bible, that that ending then prompts a new beginning. Daniel chapter 12 describes that in verses 1 to 3. At that time, friends, God has an appointed time where he will bring everything to an end. And in bringing everything to an end, then he can begin with a new beginning. Will you be ready for that day? Chris Holland, closing out today's edition of Hope Lives 365, talking about hope for a new beginning from God when Christ returns. Let me invite you back next time as Chris will be sharing the balance of his message about the appointed time. That's on the next Hope Lives 365.